Yeah, explain to the people. Explain to the people why yeah. they didn't get to hear your your soothing so, sexual voice. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, at first, I was we were gonna like totally blame Jay for making like the podcast late or whatever. But then, as it turned out, it was probably a good thing that Jay was late because uh, about 20 minutes after we we had like waited for Jay for about 20 minutes, he comes back. He's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm here," and that's the last thing I hear before my power goes out. <laughs> And so I'm just. Actually, I was I was there for the full twenty minutes. He was there the whole time, just playing poltergeist noises into the microphone, <laughs> oh. and and cackling for some reason. But it, it really was a kindness because nothing is more painful and agonizing than working hard on something and then losing yeah. it. So basically, we were saved twenty minutes of like actual podcasting we were prepared to do, and then just to have my power go out anyways. And the reason the power went out is because all the trees started exploding. So. So it's that it's that polar vortex. Yeah, the, the Earth bullshit. is getting colder, which proves that global warming is a myth. <laughs> this is the Enemy Slime Podcast episode twenty three, and we have Jared with us. Yep, that's me. And we have Jay with us. I'm here. And we have Lucio with us. I just wanted to say that, listener, you are my Valentine every year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and dedicate to you, listener. And you're my Valentine. Right. I guess. Jason. I guess this uh, this is our very special Valentine's Day episode, isn't it? I guess it'll I guess have to so. be, or as close as close as one could become. Yes. So, yeah, Lucy, Lucio's absolutely right. He, every, you, you at home, you're you're the Valentine. Yep. So, but we do have a special guest today. Yes. Yes. Um, and we you know we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, I think you will all enjoy who the guest is. Um, if you don't, then I guess that's too bad. It's bad for you because chances are you know who this person is. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a very real possibility that you know exactly who today's special guest is. And that's all we'll say about it for now. That has got to get your... So your what you need to do now is you need to pause the podcast, go into the comments, and tell us who you think it is. There you go. Ooh, that's a good I idea. I feel like we're a little about, out of shape here. You know, like a team that hasn't warmed up in a while. Kind of rambling a bit. <laughs> like kind of like <laughs> we're, we're getting ready for Ghostbusters 3 and we're all old and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, or it's like the Broncos. That's who we are. <laughs> Ooh, topical. For all we of our two weeks worth of news to make fun of. For all of our sports fans out there, if you guys watched the latest handball game, you know that the the Miami Giants did pretty bad against the Denver Cows. <laughs> yeah. Or or good. Cities and animals. <laughs> Cities and animals. Birds versus horses. Do you think that? Because, I mean, obviously both the locations, everybody's already made every joke there is to be made about how uh, it's the two places where, where marijuana is, is legalized. Um, do you think that, like, this blow would have been a lot more crushing had Denver not recently acquired all the pot they could they could uh, in- ingest? They're this infernally cool about it, so yeah, I think it would have been more crushing. I think things went over pretty well. I think if this had happened, like, last year, I think they would have been out there flipping fucking cars over. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is true. And like camping, nice camping out, waiting for the team's plane to return with like shotguns and stuff. And but. also, there weren't any riots in in Seattle, and you know that football teams also riot when they win. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But instead, instead, everybody just stayed home and just like you know, was like, ah, that's that sucks. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my team had done better, but I also really want cupcakes. Yes. 
The munchie, the munchie saved these cities. So when you weigh it out, it's all okay. Yeah. God, and oh my God, if I, if I was, uh, it aired on Fox, right? I think it was Fox this year. If I was Fox, I would have charged three times the price to uh, food advertisers. Like McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's, you got to pay a premium price for this ad slot because I know that motherfucking audience is high. <laughs> Stoned out of their gourd. You always have the best business ideas. I, yep. I think it's uh, pretty pristine. <laughs> Should we talk about um, um, video games? Yeah, I was going to ask, is there any video games? We news? probably should. <laughs> should. Should we discuss, uh, it was, was there any news that was worth, uh, I mean, it's, it's been so long. Well, I mean, the whole Flappy I mean, Bird saga should be, I suppose, Flappy- mentioned. Should, should we just hit upon Flappy Bird a tiny bit? Let's hit upon Flappy Bird, and then there's the thing I reported this morning, which is kind of sort of... Oh, yeah, actually, I would like to maybe talk about that a little bit. So, Jason, you you actually might have the best summary of of uh, the Flappy Bird scandal. What what can you give me? Yeah. Well, basically, so this guy, it's a one-guy team. He made this game called Flappy Bird. It's just like a, a very simple game, if you haven't played it already, where you just uh, you tap the screen or click or whatever... And your bird pops up and you go between pipes. And for some reason, I guess it's just the simplicity of the game and the fact that maybe it was like polished for what it was. Uh, It sort of exploded and the guy made an ass load of money and everybody started getting really angry at him for some reason. So they just like started hurling death threats, which is, of course, the first thing you should do, apparently, when someone is successful. (laughs) So you should start threatening to kill them and their families. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of the steps. He should be a lot less worried, too, because he's in Vietnam. Like, there's only there's only such a great lake someone would go to to murder you for your victory. Um, I do I have... I don't know, man. Uh, we've gone to those lakes before. Are You have, specifically? <laughs> no. Were you going to kill him? <laughs> Not him. I have nothing against him. <laughs> Officially, Good, no. Now, you skipped over the part where his name is Dong Win. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that in and of itself is an article. I mean, we skipped over the part where he's using stolen graphics and stuff. I mean, did we? Did anybody do an actual oh, analysis I, I, and know that the graphics were stolen, or do they just look like Mario I, Brothers? I, I would imagine that it would be more work to rip them out of Mario Brothers that's what than, I'm thinking. It, than it would be to just redraw them. Um, so I think I think stolen is a, a slightly incendiary term, um, but he definitely was lifting some pretty direct uh, uh, style. Yeah, I, I think I think I think it's somewhere between ripoff and inspiration. I don't think it's inspiration. I think inspiration is where you read it, read a crime novel and you write a different crime novel. But at the same time, like, I don't think seeing the Mona Lisa and then painting a similar Mona Lisa, not quite ripping off. So basically, I think the Flappy Bird looks like the sort of like sort of looks like the fish from Mario Brothers, I guess. Right. Yeah, I could see it a little bit. And I mean, the pipes, I, I don't know if you can claim like ownership over green pipes. I guess it's just the fact that they're green. Well, and all these, no, all these things together. Too, all these things together are, are going to be a problem for him. If he'd continued having the game up there, I think Nintendo might have 
tried something. Given yeah. how much they like to shut down everybody else who's having a good time, like like <laughs> YouTubers, et cetera, et cetera. Well, again, if it, it can be shown that it was like a like just a straight up rip, like if all the pixels are identically placed and everything, then I'd be like, ah, fuck you. But yeah. if you actually drew them from scratch, like even if you just drew them wanting to copy like the pipes and everything, but he drew them from memory... I'd still kind of like give him a pass. I mean, a pass as far as you don't deserve to have all these insults and death threats slung at you. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe now he's going to change his name to Dong Lose. <laughs> eh? Fuck! <laughs> I can't fucking get past my score of eight. It's oh, in, in Flappy Bird? Flappy Bird. Yeah, I mean, aside from, aside from the fact that I'm, I defend his right to be able to create and enjoy profit off of his games he did create a pretty fucking asshole game it's a it fucking keep crashing every can't even keep this guy in the air i mean this is a really shitty bird <laughs> you're gonna what sound like we have to edit you and we didn't why what <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i'm done i'm not gonna play anymore set that aside calm down yeah. take some no. deep breaths yeah take some deep okay. breaths it's okay it's okay. okay. It's not real. It's not real life. It isn't? <laughs> no. It's... Are you sure? Well, I've had some pretty uh, similar experiences, but, okay. uh, but not verbatim. So I know a bird that can't flap. And what bird, is, what bird is that? That's, that's the bird called Goliath that's in Evolve. Is that, is that what it's called? Is Goliath? It, well, the monster's called Goliath. That was a good segue, right? Yeah, no, that was perfect. That was so buttery smooth. Nobody's gonna, nobody's even gonna notice that we're talking about something different now. <laughs> okay, my chair, man. Well, that's so. No, it, well, the the monster's called Goliath. So the the story is that um, a while back, THQ announced a uh, first person shooter, and no one knew anything about it. And then we all know THQ went bankrupt and had to sell off everything. So apparently, Two K Games uh, got this property, and it was first person shooter developed by. Uh, Turtle Rock Studios, and by the same team that was behind Left 4 Dead. So the idea is that you are—it's a four versus one game. So there are four human players called hunters, and then there's the one player called the monster, uh, who's some kind of monster you get to pick, I suppose. And the first monster they showed is the Goliath. And basically, the four human players—you know—if if you played Left 4 Dead, it sounds like you know the four players against the tank or whatever. Or I guess the tank has more abilities and can't evolve and all this kind of stuff and uh all they kind of released today was a uh, cinematic trailer nothing else but uh there's a little bit of information floating around on the game it looks like they're saying it's uh due for fall so that's a pretty pretty good timetable it's a pretty good for timetable yeah and, and and typically like typically i really kind of hate cinematic trailers because they don't tell me jack shit about the game but i have some faith in it because uh you know left 4 dead was the same way they would release a cinematic trailer and basically nothing else. You can find some gameplay videos, but not really. And at least in my opinion, uh, the Left 4 Dead, especially on the multiplayer side, is a pretty solid game. I think the uh, I think the concept sounds really fun because that's that's my favorite mode in Left 4 Dead is uh, you know controlling the the special infected and trying to uh, you know take down the the enemy team, etc. It's a little odd the choice of having the monster be alone. That I think that'll make it harder for you. Like even even though you'd be pretty powerful, et cetera, et cetera, I, th- I think it could make it somewhat difficult. It's definitely see the the thing about these 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 multiplayer games, these asymmetrical ones. It's like um, 
it's kind of a, that thing where you it feels like you have to be playing it kind of from day one. Similar to League of Legends, but uh, a lot more accessible and doesn't suck like League of Legends. But if you don't kind of get in Left 4 Dead early or something like Team Fortress 2 or something like this game I played last week, Loadout, you know, you kind of drag behind the other players. You don't learn your classes and all this kind of stuff. It gets not fun to play. And that's not so much because of the gameplay mechanics, because other players are assholes. Mm-hmm. At least in my experience. So it's like, you know, if you if you get your little monster and you don't play it right, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, you suck, et cetera, et cetera, even though you've never uh, worked with this fucking thing before. I think it could be interesting. It kind of more reminds me of the old monster movies like Aliens and Predator and Terminator and all this kind of stuff where there's like this one really fierce monster <laughs> and everyone had to run the fuck away from it. Mm-hmm. And kind of even in their own interviews, that's what they compared it to. They were like, you know, you wanted to get that feeling of aliens, of the kind of lone humans against this one monstrous creature that's difficult to hunt down. You know, I like the idea of uh, that sort of asymmetric multiplayer where you've got like a bunch of people ganging up on some giant brutish monster thing. But I find that the problem with that, uh, especially in like Left 4 Dead, is, you know, you want to be, everybody wants to be the cool monsters. Nobody wants to be just the human people. Right. And so everybody's yeah. going to be fighting to be the giant monster who can get wailed on and, and destroy everything. I don't I think, know, man, uh, because in a competitive setting, a really good, you know, co- well-coordinating team can do a lot of damage against a single monster. That's Yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, the, cl- the classes, I think, from what we heard about it, you know, some of them are a little familiar. You have your kind of straight-up damage dude, and then... You have your medic who's going to be running around healing people with uh, beam lasers because that's how the future works. Uh, but it sounds like you have a couple of new classes like the trapper who uh, you know, sounds kind of like a hunter uh, where you'll set down snares and try and slow the monsters down. And another solid tank class who can generate shields and all this kind of stuff. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how those classes worked out. And Left for Dead, there was really no difference between each character. It's just whether you want to be like the pretty girl or the tough biker. But in here, it feels like there's going to be kind of a solid difference between uh, what class you're going to choose to play. I think one of the more interesting parts of Left 4 Dead, one of the reasons why I get kind of excited for this, is the um, the director. If you guys remember yeah, uh, yeah. The, the nature of that. Um, I feel like that was something that really kind of mixed the game up a lot and, and made it feel fresh all the time. And I think that they have an opportunity to do that again by really tweaking the AI of this uh, character you're chasing. So even even when you're not playing the multiplayer, I think there's a lot of potential here for something that could be pretty cool. Like this is a this is a company or or, or a group rather that has shown that they're really pretty good at making compelling AI. Which is ironic that I think that a zombie game has some really interesting AI to it, but. No, I think the director is like the best part of Left 4 Dead. It's one thing like you, you only get something like four stages and they're more or less the same uh, each time you play. But because of the director, the gameplay is always kind of interesting and fresh no matter how many times you jump into it. I think uh, particularly in two, I thought it was an intense game. Like yeah. it is it is really challenging. And I like one, uh, you know, there were a lot of points where I could really like breeze past something. But I think two is a really tough game or at least oh, yeah. it can be. Oh, yeah. It it's, it's really tough when you're playing with three AI. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> as, as I only ever played it AIs. with. <laughs> it's it's impossible when you're playing with three AIs. Fuck that. Or three random people from the internet. Let's be honest. That's yeah. not much better. Yeah, there yeah. there aren't a lot of very good players out there. I, I I definitely had to get a dedicated team for Left 4 Dead too. I couldn't <laughs> play that straight on my own or it's, with random people. It's kind of like playing Payday in so many ways. You know, you, you've got your <laughs> AI teammates and and. 
uh, I know you guys haven't played Payday, but it's kind of the same deal with the AI. They're, uh, they like to just stare at you while you're being mauled by the special units. <laughs> and, why, and why shouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. That way they get their cut and not yours. Or they get your cut in there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how robberies work. I'm not really sure. Should we, should we, did you, you had volunteered to talk about your game this week first, Jay, because you felt like uh, it was. There's a lot to get through. I don't think I even wrote down everything that, uh, there is in this game. Well, I don't need I mean, to know everything about it. You, you don't need to know everything, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good practice for when I do my review because I really need to condense what's going on and explain it to uh, our dear readers. Uh, well, let's, so do, do your best. So Bravely Default is, is probably best described as, as Final Fantasy that no one wants to call Final Fantasy. Now, having played right. it, would you still say that that is a true statement? I think it's definitely spiritually along the lines of Final Fantasy. Uh, first of all, the names of kind of every item and, uh, uh, you know, the job classes and magic and all that. Exactly the same as Final Fantasy. Exactly the same. The art style is a little reminiscent of their kind of more, I guess, their more fantastical Final Fantasies like Final Fantasy IX and Crystal Chronicles and the Heroes of Light and all that kind of stuff. And the storyline is the world is fucked up. You know, the oceans have rotted and uh, the earth is like sinking cities and all this kind of stuff. So we need to restore balance to the four crystals. And it doesn't really get much more fun with that. Wait, 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 wait. You actually crystals. have crystals? Mm-hmm. It's actually crystals. It's actually crystals. Amazing. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. Hold you're... on. I have to go find the lotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, like, it it's. I think that's the first plot of Final Fantasy was that. Yeah. Find the four crystals. No, it's, that's yeah, Final Fantasy 1. <laughs> Well, it's and the there's, a, there's a whole spinoff series uh, almost oh, entirely based around it, too. Uh, there's uh, the Final Fantasy Crystal Crystal Meth Chronicles. If you're, if you're going to do it, you know, the, the crystals almost actually never go away in Final Fantasy. There's some Final yeah. Fantasy stories uh, where it's just exactly that. You need to go restore balance to the four crystals. Each one is a different element. Uh, air, water, earth, fire, whatever. Uh, go restore balance. A ton of games are like that, but even in games that aren't, there's a lot of shit that's kind of just reminiscent of the crystals. Like, if you play Final Fantasy Tactics, kill someone, they become a crystal. You have to absorb that crystal. And the Zodiac Stones and all that kind of stuff. You know, the spheres in the spear grid, the fucking espers in Final Fantasy VI, the crystals always come back. They're always there. You know, and that's, that, that's part of the reason why this story kind of makes it undeniably Final Fantasy. And like I said, the equipment and the magic as well. And the job classes. The first job class that you start as is a freelancer. And if you've played any of the more recent adaptations of final fantasy like final fantasy 3 then you know that's what they started kind of calling their basic class is freelancer uh the next classes that you get out of that are monk and white mage and then after that one you get the uh black mage so um you know it's 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 strongly tied to the game i don't know why they didn't call it final fantasy <laughs> bravely default i can't explain however why they do call it bravely default why okay so here we go <laughs> so uh, there are four characters in the game. They are named, oh god, what's her name? They are named Tiz, Anya, I think that's how you pronounce her name, Ring a Bell, and Edia, or Edia, or whatever. I haven't heard their names enough to uh, process it. So, you get these four basic characters, all start with the same stats, all start as freelancer, and, uh, you know, you can change your job classes on the fly. There's something special about changing jobs now. You know, it's nice to have your gear on hand, but you don't suffer major penalties. So whatever, you can switch it outside of battle. 
But when you're in battle, here's the interesting thing. Battle works like this. You have two options kind of beside your normal attack and your abilities. And these attacks are called Brave and Default. So Default basically is a turn where you guard. But by guarding, you can gain an extra turn. Brave kind of spends these turns and you can uh, default up to something. I mean, you can default as much as you want, but you can only kind of collect three extra turns. So after you collect those turns, you can spend them all with Brave, which means you get to act multiple times within a single turn. And so let's say, for example, I'm a black mage and I kind of default for three turns. And on my fourth turn, I choose to activate Brave something like four times. So I can use Thunder four times in a row on that one turn and, you know, score up something like 500 points in damage or something against the enemy just from that one turn. Now, of course, enemies can default in Brave as well. You know, so they'll stack up and they'll you kind of use their more powerful moves when they when they brave and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of actually a really interesting gameplay system, and the game kind of fits well around it. It's like most RPG systems where it's not necessarily making things easier or harder, but it definitely brings an interesting spin to the combat. And I think that's kind of like the biggest feature of this game and kind of its main feature that makes it feel different from everything else. But there's a lot going on under the hood of this game, like just a lot. Is it uh, just out of curiosity? Is it? Is it? And you may have already said this, and I just missed it. Is it using ATBs, or is it just? Uh, do you know what I mean when I say that? No, no, it's uh, it's um, turn based. So okay. no ATB. You know, so you get to plan the turn. But there is something interesting in which you can freeze time and kind of get an extra free free turn. Sort of, kinda. It's there's a move. There's an ability that you can use called SP, which completely freezes the action. You choose which character you want to act and. You choose how many times they kind of want to uh, brave, and that spends up your SP points. The thing about the SP, though, that's kind of fucked up is you only only get them one or two ways. And the first one is you have to idle your system for eight hours in order to collect the time. Or the shortcut to getting NP, uh, SP is oh, using their... Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yes. No, that can't be the shortcut. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no. Are you fucking kidding me? I refuse to believe it. You can no, buy it's... crystals on the eShop. Yep, there you go. Uh... There you go. <laughs> so that's that. That's the shortcut. That's it. So either either sleep your system for eight hours or you go ahead and have to spend real money to buy it. Right. And it's really, it's really not worth it. It's not that beneficial. It doesn't like change battle that dramatically. So I, after a while, I just started ignoring it. See, as long, and the, as, long as the you, game still works without it. The game certain. still works without it. But this is how you know it's really a Final Fantasy and that's really from Square. Because they will squeeze your money however possible. What, by like releasing a game from 1991 for $50? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So, uh, I mean, it's got, it's got, like I said, it's got a ton of other functions. You know, there's a little town that you have to rebuild over the course of the game. And this gives you access to uh, unique item vendors all across the world and gives you access to special abilities for something that's kind of like limit break you know in order to get these special abilities you have to do something different each turn so let's say one special ability will require you to default for 10 turns and then you can use it and these are all kind of tied to your weapons that you use so you either have to build up your town to unlock these special abilities or you have to kind of go through the relevant job classes to get them you know and the cool thing about these abilities though is that you can customize them however you want so I can have one, one ability where I add the lightning element to it and I could say that 
it does the highest damage to bugs or the highest damage to, to uh, beasts or whatever I like, and then customize it. But here's the real interesting part. There's a kind of a there's a lot of connectivity online with the game, so I can use the special ability in battle, but then I can send it off into the ether, ether into the Wi-Fi, and uh, you know it'll locate some other player, and some other player can download it, and I can download special abilities too. So right now I have like something like 13 special abilities downloaded that I've gotten from different players all across the country and even one player from Japan and all this kind of stuff. And I can use these special abilities at any time during the battle, but I can only use them once. And then I had to kind of uh, update online and see if they either set a new one or see if I could find other players that also have ones. And uh, of course, when you find these players, it also adds them to your town as the population so you can kind of build things faster throughout the town. So it's... it's uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. You could also uh, get monsters in the same way. Like special monsters will appear in your town and... Uh, they don't do any damage, but you can challenge them to battles. They're like they're like really fucking hard, but they're worth kind of a lot of job points and a lot of uh, experience points. And you can fight them, or you can also send them off into you know into the the sky waves or whatever. Um, so there's a there's there's a couple of neat things there. Huh, I think I actually got through everything I want to talk about. The last thing is kind of the job classes, and um, you know with those, basically the approach they took this time is in order to unlock a new job class. You have to defeat a relative, uh, a relevant boss. Boss. So, uh, the bosses will have a name, something like White Mage Holly White, and she shows up for a little bit of the storyline. And you know, she's a gigantic B-word, and you finally beat her, and then you kind of like steal her little job class, and all of your characters can use it. So it's it's kind of directly tied into the story this time. It usually is where. If you like save a crystal, then you get a bunch of job classes. But in this one, it's kind of like, oh yeah, kind of go and beat up this asshole, and then you can become him. Which I, as I said before, I think that's how the real world should work. I think I should be able to walk into Fox News right now, be like, uh, hey, I'm going to beat one of you pundits up, and I'm going to take your job. I was going to make a comment on how Holly White sounded like a porn name, but uh, I googled hey. it, and it's just the baby in Breaking Bad. So I need to just close this window. <laughs> Holly White does. I mean, I mean, Holly White is. Uh, if you look at the outfits, you, have you heard about this controversy over Bravely Default? I say "quote unquote" controversy. Everyone's mad that uh, a couple of the outfits got censored when it was translated out here. Yeah, yeah. I know. I noticed that I was much less titillated by it, and I'm even less less titillated by it now that I know that it's also a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Look, they spell white with a Y. They spell white with a Y. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. It's getting more titillating now. She looks like a porn star. She does. And uh, she's a she's a very not nice person. So I don't know the porn stars. The pig. She looks kind of like a pig. I I mean, when they're in that little chippy style, they all look kind of like little piglets. They all look like little piggies. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. So 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 the full title is Bravely Default: The Fairy Flies. And here's flying, my flying fairy or fairy flies. The, the the fairy flies, it's the fairy flies, and this is important because here's here's kind of my theory, right? So it stars this little fairy. She's on the she's on the box art, and she follows your team around, and she makes ridiculously bad suggestions. And like I said, I kind of pay as much attention to her as I do my cat, uh, which would be none. So her name is Ari, A I R Y. So my theory is, if you drop the F, the fairy flies. It's going to be Ari lies. See? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So you're thinking I'm you're thinking, thinking that the twist is that the fairy is the bad guy. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's a good theory. 
Yeah. <laughs> don't believe her lies. Don't oh, believe lies. don't believe Andor's lies. Yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Shouldn't. I think I think I amazingly kind of talk about everything. It, it feels it feels like there's a lot going on with the game when you first play. You're a little overwhelmed, um, but it's uh, and you can set your dif- difficulty at any time, which I think is really interesting. So it's easy, normal, and hard. But you can also set your counter rate. You can set your counter rate so it's happening every fucking second, or you can set it so that's not happening at all, which makes navigating the game really, I think, interesting. I think I think when people play JRPGs, their number one complaint is the encounter rate in them so to be able to kind of control that either for grinding or if i don't want to bother i think that's another kind of neat little trait of this game mm-hmm. yeah no you you <laughs> actually you, you actually have uh, kind of uh, gotten me interested a little bit like i i really wasn't considering picking this up it's way too big of an investment and i i realistically don't think i'll have the time but uh, I don't know. It, there's something. There's something kind of alluring about it. Like it, it reminds me of something that I would have played back when I thought RPGs were good. Still, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I agree with that. I think I think it's uh, definitely a strong contender, and I think that's uh, you know why they didn't stick the Final Fantasy name on it because it might actually be good. And I like that. Um, <laughs> I like that they all look like pigs be- <laughs> right. because I don't have to worry about getting an erection on the bus like I always <laughs> do when I play my handhelds. Of course. You know? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm I'm there with you. Yeah, man. That's, I was playing Mario today and that was That's not true for the record. I don't ride the bus. Get your boners in the car like normal. I get my boners in the car while I play my handheld like a normal person. <laughs> That's how I do it. What else what else have we been I, I hadn't even thought about it, Lucio, but uh you've been gone and, and we didn't get last week out. We haven't even That's right. We haven't even scratched the surface of Broken Age. So, where can I begin? Broken Age says that it's an old school um, RPG, an old school adventure game. game but it's, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it really is more a streamlined version of it. And I kind of think it works because the way it's, um, you know, the old school ones used to be arranged was saying you had the bar with the, all the verbs in the bottom and then you had all your items. So, if you wanted to, for example, talk to somebody, you had to click on talk, then on the person, and then something happened or you got equipped from the character, right? So what they did in um, Broken Age is they got rid of the whole bird bar, so you just click on whatever and something other happens or doesn't. And I thought actually that it's going to be a lot more hate for it because, uh, you know, people online tend to be purists over the weirdest things. But I haven't really seen anything about it. The game is really good looking. Uh, it's How's really the... I, I was just about to ask, did the voice acting like meet all your expectations? Cause... Yeah, it did. It uh, it looked like they got a pretty strong cast doing it. Yeah, I think that's kind of where the two million dollars went <laughs> because they had uh, Elijah Wood, Jack Black, uh, a bunch of other people. Yeah, it's really awesome they got Elijah Wood. Like that's that's super cool because he it doesn't it doesn't feel like he does a lot of stuff anymore. Like, <laughs> well, I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I feel like he. He did what I would want to do, which is, you know, go be in a huge movie and then be like, fuck y'all, I'm out. Um, <laughs> and so I, he, he's certainly not retired by any means, but like you don't see his face very often anymore. And so the fact that he would show his face for a point and click adventure game is uh, yeah. is really awesome to me. The good point the part is that you don't get to see his face. You get to well, see him act. <laughs> sure. You, you know what I mean. God, fucking asshole. You don't actually have to put up with his face. What was his last uh, movie? Uh, Cooties. He was in Cooties. Oh, my favorite Cooties movie. 
your favorite movie. Actually, I kind of want to see this. It's about teachers killing zombie kids. Oh, okay. Well, everyone complains about not seeing zombie kids killed, so there you go. Yeah, this is a movie exclusively about it. <laughs> Maybe it is my favorite movie. Anything I've ever wanted. <laughs> Interesting. Killing kids. So um, you, you had mentioned that it ends on a pretty heavy-duty oh uh, story so, beat. Yeah, so, so for most of the game, both stories are separate, right? So you have Vela, and Vela's deal is that you're being offered up to the Maiden's Feast. And what this means is that you're basically going to be given to be eaten by some by a monster called Mokchatra, which is a big tentacle tank. And it's considered to be a huge honor, right? I thought you played an um, adventure game, not a Japanese porn. No, no, no. That you're thinking it's the it's the lady that dresses in white in Star Wars who talks about how many Bothans died to get the plans. (laughs) So once um, you know, Bella wants nothing to do with it, she escapes from the Maiden's Feast, and her worry is now that Mokchatra is going to come back and get revenge on her town. So she escapes, and she's trying to look for a way to kill him. And the interesting thing about her story is not so much, you know, the whole monster thing, but that everybody else seems to be horrified that she's trying to... Not because they're afraid of Mokchatra, but because they're revered, or they feel like he's an endangered species. And so, huh. so everybody, you know, for example, you go to one guy and he's like, oh my God, I'm so offended that you said that to me. You know, it's a beautiful monster and you want to kill it. Um, at a, another point, you meet another maiden that's been rejected by the monster. And she's like, oh, you know, my life is over. Nobody will love me now that Mokchatra rejected me. So what you're saying is that your village is basically PETA. Um, the whole world is basically PETA, yeah. I think that okay. it, it sounds like it really para, uh, parallels the plight of the, uh, of the panda which is the most assholeish of all the endangered animals because <laughs> when you get when you get protection like most animals bounce back like now we got too many bald eagles and it's kill on sight right, um, right. but the fucking panda you you stick it in a room together with another panda and it's like nah nah I'm not feeling it yeah it's, it's the asshole of the endangered species list and uh you know you can you can kind of see where where someone might uh I can't believe I wasted a Mon Mothma joke on you guys. And it <laughs> didn't land at all. This is my favorite action figure. I'm pretty burned out about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so basically he's uh, the panda of the Cthulhu Lovecraftian horror world. The other story is uh, Shay, who is a boy, is actually a teenager. He's growing up in this spaceship that's controlled by a motherly AI, who actually does care for him. So she's not like, you know, murderous or anything like AI's media games usually are, GLaDOS or anything like that. So she's very motherly. She's, um, you know, takes care of him. And everything around him is very controlled, very safe. So to keep him entertained, they send him on these adventures. And the adventures are basically like... So, for example, one of the games that they send him in is um, he gets a distress call. He goes down to the basement to save the distress call, and he gets an attack of hugs. So, oh. like, this, this animals, this little, like, uh, robot uh, stuffed animals jump on him, and, and they hug him, and that's it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he, his whole deal is that his, uh, he just wants to get out and experience the world and everything. And he rebels against this AI, right? So that's his whole story. He wants to hug. Um, he wants to hug something more dangerous, like right. a koala. So <laughs> I'm gonna hit. Game. I'm gonna hit on all the bears here tonight. Um, <laughs> koalas aren't bears. You Come on, man! You shut your whore mouth. That's right. They're marsupials. A bear is a marsupial, isn't it? <laughs> no. 
What's a marsupial? Kangaroo. Saw, oh, is that yeah. what a, is that what a dolphin is? Marsup. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, it. Google. A dolphin is a kangaroo. Yes. Ah, look at that. Uh, so, could could kangaroos and so it seems like marsupials are almost primarily all Australian. Yes. Almost. Yeah, Almost. There you go. <laughs> look at them. All these look like Australian. Is a dingo a marsupial? No. <laughs> a dingo is, is a canine. <laughs> what would you know? It's a, it's a mammal like like the other mammals. Ah, but a Tasmanian devil is a marsupial. And so is a possum. Yeah. And so is a wallaby. That is correct. <laughs> I'm just going to go through the list here. <laughs> For the listeners at home. Is that a squirrel? It looks like a squirrel. Why well, have another type? It seems like it seems unnecessary. Because there's a very specific reason why they're called marsupials. Okay, lay it on me. Why is that? <laughs> I thought that I thought you would have read that by looking it up. <laughs> okay, Jason. Let, well, me, tell let you. me guess. You went let straight me. to Google Image Search. I did. I typed. I typed marsupial. I don't want to read. Went, I went to images. <laughs> and I just saw what pictures appeared, and I said, "Oh, these are marsupials." <laughs> it's very useful for learning. <laughs> it's how I learn best. I will retain this knowledge forever. Unfortunately, I did see a picture of a really fat lady. Let's try looking it up in the dictionary, and I'm sure you'll find something that will satisfy you. <laughs> the infra class of mammals. Oh, that's what. Well, they're called marsupials is because they carry their young on a pouch. Right. Yes. Living, primarily, living primarily in Australasia or the New World. <laughs> in the world, yes. Distinctive characteristic is that the young are carried in a pouch. Even koalas? Yes, koalas are carried yes. in a pouch. What? what? <laughs> That's right. What the fuck? This is like the <laughs> National Geographic version of today's show. This changes everything. <laughs> So, you you got to go watch some Discovery Channel when this is over, Jared. So what is a bear? Well, a bear is a mammal, <laughs> but a koalas a aren't bears. It's a, it's a, this this says it's a uh this says it's a caniformia. Caniformia. Can, oh. Uh, I, I don't know. You guys talk about whatever. I got some reading to do. <laughs> huh. Look at that. I I dare not talk about Octodad now cuz he might not know what an octopus is. <laughs> Well, <laughs> to, to finish the thought of the uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so basically, during the whole game, they're throwing you kind of clues as to what it might be, and it turns out they're most mostly red herons. So, like you know, they show you one thing. It's like, oh, this girl sacrificed herself for your, you know, for all of us, and you think, oh, maybe he's a descendant of Bella or whatever. Or you know, you you, might, you meet another character, and then you're you're starting extrapolating that maybe he's in the future or whatever. When it finally happens, it's you kind of don't see it coming, and it's one of those endings where everything that has happened to that point in the context of what you just found out has a new meaning, which isn't entirely pleasant. And so it kind of ends, and it leaves you with the biggest blue balls in any game that I can remember. Even, so, more, even more than Superman 64? <laughs> well, you- no, that, that never actually got you hard to begin with, so, you know. <laughs> the finer point of blue balls. <laughs> so you know, I guess this is a blur for uh, the Steam page or whatever. Is that you know, Broken Age will give you the biggest blue balls in recent gaming. Actually, that, that's, that's not a bad thing. Good. 
That brings up an interesting thing, which which I think I I'm just I'm guilty of it because I just did it. But I feel like blue balls, the expression has slowly turned into just like being pissed off or, or you know, just being kind of uh, upset by something. But we're forgetting that blue balls always follows an intense erection. Um, and and I think that that's an important uh, I think we need to kind of bring that back. You know, it's something that made you so happy. And exactly. Uh, and, and, and you were like right before you got hit with a cold spoon right on the tip. <laughs> there you go. To put it. And it's not sort of a bad thing. I mean, you know, if you can be that invested into something that you know it ends, and you're like, well, do I have to wait for the next part now? I mean, that's it's it's a warning and an endorsement at the same time, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I I'm excited to. I'm definitely going to pick it up, uh, especially after reading your thoughts on it. Uh, sorry, Jay, it's not as as guaranteed as Bravely Default. Mostly because uh, it's not 80 hours. You're not hurting me. <laughs> That's another thing. It's, it's very easy, which in an adventure game, it's it's hard to, to gauge difficulty in an adventure game because basically what you're trying to do in, in that type of game is trying to lead a player through a set of like logical conclusions, right? So mm-hmm. you can make it really, really obscure and weird where they will never get it, and that's just frustrating, right? So I don't know if you guys play Monkey Island 2. Yep. Oh yeah. But there's, a, there's a famous puzzle there where you have to use a monkey as a wrench. <laughs> and as somebody who didn't speak English when I played it, mm. I had no idea that there was a pun. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, funny because I I just remember sailing right past that and not even giving it a second thought. But uh, I imagine you know I know how it feels to get stuck in one of those games. It's fucking agony for days. And yeah. I was like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that, right? And eventually you just try everything on everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boy, Monkey Island 1 must have really fucked you up because not even English speakers would understand why you would put a rubber chicken and a pulley together. Yeah, That's and, and uh, use use it to zip line across the cavern. It yeah. Doesn't seem... <laughs> That's I, I, I adore those games, but that's always been my big complaint is that I felt like their puzzles were really kind of out there, like like giving the um, giving the red herring to the bridge troll and uh, and stuff like that. You, it's you very know what clever I've, when you realize it. But you know what I've really been wanting to play again um, since we're bringing all this shit up. Ever since you guys made me play Ride to Hell, I've been wanting to get back into Full Throttle. throttle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great game. <laughs> and, that one, and that one does have some other puzzles that are kind of like that too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, on the other the other on the spectrum, you have games where everything is so like obvious that it's like okay, yeah. and this is kind of like on that end of the spectrum. Oh well, I think a lot of the new ones are like that. Like you know, walk everything from a Telltale basically is like that. Walking Dead and uh, I so imagine the Book Among Us. Walking Dead is more about making you feel bad for what you did. <laughs> right, right. That one's just a guilt trip. That's not a real adventure game. And you mentioned how nobody exploded when the verb list went away, but actually, that's something I think Telltale started way back when they first released their first game, which was like uh, out from Boneville or something. The verb list was completely gone. It was just you click on stuff and stuff happens, and nobody well, seemed to really be against it at the time. So I guess it's just like a lucky pass. The, the verb list. I agree. I agree, but remember Broken Age got started because he wanted to bring back exactly that kind of game. Yeah. Well, but but to be fair, verb lists have always been intrinsically tied to the scum engine, which, uh, like, if you go back and play King's Quest, or, or like the very first King's Quest, for example, where there's you use verbs because you have to type them, but there is no clicking, per se, to 
to really uh, do. And even the later King's Quest, you know, you cycle through actions by clicking the mouse, but there's no that that old classic menu bar at the bottom where you've got the, you know, the three by three grid of, of uh, you know, things that you can do. Um, I, I don't think you'll ever see that again because it's just so tied to that old engine. Um it, no, it, it I, almost it almost is the engine effectively <laughs> like and i agree right. i mean right. i i like the change that uh, the verbal wasn't there i think we should take a minute and talk about a uh a cephalopod mollusk which you <laughs> which which you guys uh specifically one from the order of the octopoda there you go what do you what do you think of what do you think of that nice recovery shouldn't we do that yeah yeah, yeah. For, very briefly we can do that I mean, I, I already put the review up and it's been up for a while. I had intended to post the uh, episode 23 alongside the review last week, but of course there were issues. But uh, so I guess there's not much left to really say about it unless you guys had like questions or concerns, because I know maybe one or two of you actually was interested in the game and maybe let down by the fact that I didn't like it that much. I, my, my, my concern is that that child protective services didn't step in for the smallest. <laughs> my, my question is, are they his kids? Yes, they are his children. <laughs> like how, how, yeah. How, what did that ever gotten into or what, what's going on? Were you, uh, were you always an octopus or were you turned into an octopus? I guess we have a lot of origin questions. <laughs> you, <laughs> I will answer all of your origin questions. But this this is actually ties into why it bothered me that they ever bothered to pull my heartstrings because they leave so much of this stuff like up to slapstick. So they'll be like, oh, this is deep and emotional a couple times about certain things. And then they'll just be like, I, I guess it's not really a spoiler because it's so fucking stupid. But <laughs> at the very end of the game, after you uh, defeat the final boss... Uh, which is actually the most infuriating thing ever in the entire game and left me with a sour taste in my mouth. You're with your family and, uh, you know, everyone's like glad that you're alive and yada yada. And then one of your kids asks, <laughs> like, Daddy, because they find out he's an octopus at the end. Okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, why... Yeah. How, how old are his kids? Wait, did we, did we mark that as a spoiler? <laughs> we did, right? Yeah, yeah. And... They say, Daddy, if you're an octopus, then how did you have us? And Octodad and, and his wife look at each other and they just laugh. And then that's like the end. It's like... That's actually a pretty fitting ending. I mean, it's it's like the cheapest, most retarded. I mean, I guess there wasn't anything else they could do. Because that's like the point is that it's impossibly stupid. I could think of a pretty graphic sex scene they could have dropped in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that would have been hot. Yeah, Boy, it didn't really. Just like tie my up Japanese well. cartoon. I was gonna say you guys didn't even pause on that one. <laughs> you were just okay, ready. You know. you know my history. I don't have to explain myself. You know. Well, what this is. And Lucio did ask the question, so obviously he already had it on the brain. <laughs> I mean, I met him in his history, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, you only play Octodad's life up to the. You start at the point where he gets married. So you don't know if he... I, mean, I assume he lived in the ocean or something and, and came out. Although I can't imagine why. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Oh, wait. Maybe you wait. actually play one of his... Uh, well... What? You, sound like, you sound like you're having a major revelation here. 
Well, yeah, not, a, not a major revelation, but maybe I was like asleep at the wheel when I was playing one of the levels. I think one of the later levels is actually like a flashback level because it starts with you hopping up onto like a, a fishing boat and you're like completely naked. Yeah, it is. A, it, it is a flashback. And, and you, you know, you go to this boat and save some woman who is actually your future wife. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Now. Does she know? She does not know you're an octopus for most of the game, right? Well, that's, that's actually how I met. <laughs> well, because the way you get to the girlfriend. front of the the way you get to the front of the boat is you go into the locker room and steal the captain's suit and hat, and so she doesn't realize you're an octopus from the very first time she sees you. Hmm. Right. <laughs> which is which is the same with me. I was um I was actually a Somali pirate. Yeah. And you know I took over the boat, but I slipped into the captain's costume, and so the girl at the time she didn't realize I was black. Because I was wearing that hat yeah, and I'm, that suit. Black people don't dress that well. Let's be <laughs> honest. So I mean, I don't know if you're if you're usher and uh, my my knowledge of rappers is kind of outdated. I was going to say the Harlem haberdashery seems to <laughs> disagree. <laughs> the Harlem haberdashery is not the haberdashery. Yeah, I went and I bebopped my way down. <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that it didn't, you know, stick the landing. But uh, I yeah. thought it I thought it still looked like a pretty fun kind of interesting game. It's, I was uh, it's okay until about halfway, and then it's just. I don't know if you saw the the post on Twitter, but some somebody wrote something like basically, isn't Octo Dad just a pretty good simulator for trying to be high in public <laughs> and not letting anyone know how high you are. That's probably a better. That would have been a better premise for the game, I suppose. This is a sequel to Aqua Dad. You're you're uh, Octo Dad. You're Broncos player, right? <laughs> I've never I've never been high. I don't know what that even means, really. But <laughs> let me just let me just tell you, it's really hard to like you you. I imagine that you think about things like how to drink, and you're like drink this just normal and. And then you don't drink it normal, and you know that everyone knows that you're not drinking it normally. Like when, when you're, like when my quest was to drink my cup of coffee that I made, and I accidentally slammed it into my legs and fell over. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I I would imagine. Yes. I would imagine. I mean, I, I I can I would imagine, um, you know, meeting a friend of yours that you haven't seen in ten years, and you've been smoking kind of all night in this hypothetical situation and they ask you how your life has been and you try and stay composed and explain it as calmly as possible. And you see him nodding at you in complete understanding. Uh, but you know, he knows that you're completely fucked up. <laughs> what you're saying isn't really making sense. Do we have an email? Oh, oh my goodness. We do. I wanted to talk about rust, but we obviously don't have time. And the good news about rust is that there, because of the nature of the game, there's really no timetable. Yeah. We can uh, talk about uh, it whenever it ain't getting released any, anytime soon. So we'll save it for next week. Um, we do have an email this week, gentlemen. And Oh, Oh, it is an email. Um, <laughs> this one, this one came in. It's actually addressed to me sort of that he wrote, Hey, J red. He put a Y in my name. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. I never really thought about whether or not it needed one. That's that's what happens when you two combine. Looking at it, I've yeah, actually that's, that's, that's oh, I didn't really think about it. Maybe he was trying to write to both of us, and that's just what he what he did. Uh, I don't think it's directed at Jay though, because our question uh, from our listener is, "What is the best episode of Briscoe County Junior?" 
and that is that is from Nick. Um, and I think that I think that you all probably have your own favorites, uh, but for now we should probably just we should probably just stick to mine. I didn't mean to to uh, bring us a question that had such a short answer, but the answer is Riverboat. Riverboat is the best episode. It's so hard to pick County from all Junior. three episodes of Briscoe hey, County Junior. It made it a whole season, and if you're uh, if you're big on you know just the the uh, the um, why can't I think of the the proper term? I couldn't think that a koala was a marsupial, so I don't know how I would know. Uh, I don't know how I can comment on Briscoe County Jr. any further, but but Riverboat is the best episode, with By Bly perhaps being a short second. Um, so, you know, go watch those, find them on the internet, download them, uh-huh. buy, buy the Blu-ray. Legally. Yes. Yeah, All download apps. them. I'm sure, they're on, I'm sure they're on Amazon Instant Video, just ready for you to come take them. Are these yeah. the best emails we can get? <laughs> Hey, he had a question. We answered the question. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it was a shitty question with a shitty answer. Oh, God, Nick, close your ears. Don't listen to the man. <laughs> I think that you have good taste, and I'm glad that you're ready to finally explore the world of the adventures of Briscoe County Jr., although I feel the only true way to do that is by buying the full DVD set, because to be frank, you're probably not going to find a single episode without obtaining it illegally. So uh, consider that. I think the set, let's price it out here. Uh, uh, hold on. You can buy the set for thirty-seven ninety-one. That's a steal. Maybe, maybe if somebody in the comments guesses correctly who the mystery guess is, they can get uh, the DVD. Uh, that we are not committing to that at all. <laughs> but what do you think? They're going to go through the honor system and post the podcast right on their answer. Got it. Do you really? Do you really want the adventures of Briscoe County? I guess you do. Why wouldn't you? I'll consider it. Let's see if we even get any any comments. Let's see if somebody listens to this fucking thing all the way through. <laughs> I'm sure they dropped off right after I showed how little I know about animals. I mean, wasn't this supposed to be the part, though, where we reveal who the guest was? I mean, people yeah, are now saying, you know. I suppose we should. should I mean, who wants who wants to do the honors? I'll do it. The- <laughs> The special guest was you, listener. <laughs> it was you the whole time. Yeah. You were the special guest. I was right, too. You know them very well. Or at least I hope you do. Yeah. It's it's absolutely someone that you know. We're, we're so happy that you took the time to join us this week, just like you surely do every week. Um, and, you know, I feel like sometimes we don't address how important you are and how special you are and uh, how much you mean to everyone, including us. So thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, if you haven't already, you should go check us out on Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. If you like it, we're probably there. We're on it. Just open up whatever app you use most frequently on your phone. And just type in Enemy Slime. It's probably there. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. That'd be great. Do all that stuff. I think that, I think that probably, uh, probably is it, right? Next week, we'll actually have a special guest, and that I can I can almost promise. And it won't be you. So if you thought that this week's guests really sucked, and you're right because they didn't really talk very much, next week's guest is going to be awesome. I know, that we, I know that we said we'd sign out, but I'm having such a heavy flashback here. I just have to say this really quick. When I was in kindergarten, our, our teacher sat us all down on the first day, and she's like, all right, guys, every day I'm going to read you a story. 
And she pulls out this book and she's like, and the story is a tale of these two people who climb this mountain. And she points behind her and there's a giant mountain made out of paper. I think she did all this herself. And, uh, and she's like, every day they, they hit different points in the mountain and they're working to get up to the very top where there's a doorway. And behind the doorway is the most important thing in the entire world. And, uh, I think you probably see where we're going here. There literally is a doorway at the top of this paper mountain that she's uh, reading to us every day. But we go the entire school year, the whole fucking school year. And they get to the very top of the mountain on the last day. And I mean, we're on the edge of our goddamn seats. We've been waiting forever for this. And she opens up the door and behind it is a mirror because the most important thing in the world is you. Or if you were sitting where I was sitting, the most important thing in the world was the teacher's back of her head when she opened the door. So... The important thing in your life is is a, a wad of hair. Really a goddamn bummer. So that feeling that you're feeling right now about our special guest betrayal, I just want you to know that I've, <laughs> I've felt it too. I empathize. We'll do better next week. Yeah, basically we will. And, and if we don't, then blame someone else. Yeah, blame whoever. Just blame Michael. He's not here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about and Michael. <laughs> okay, then we're out. All right. <laughs>